When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins is brought to you by James H. Brown and Associates, Alberta's precedent-setting injury lawyers. Oh, there it is. William Gold for you. Oh, that's beautiful. Maple Leafs and Ducks scoreless with 8.06 left in the first. Second intermission, Devils lead the Capitals 4-3. Oilers have activated Holloway and sent him to Bakersfield. Elks have released Stephen Dunbar Jr. Oilers skills competition tomorrow. It's sold out. Stoff and I will be doing our shows live from Rogers Place. The uh, Oilers don't play again until Saturday when Ottawa comes to town. 6.30 face-off show game at 8 here on 6.30. Ched, we will have Kelly Rudy join us in a few minutes. As always, he's presented by Sentinel Storage. Shop Canadian, store Canadian. Head to sentinelstorage.ca. We've been taking some of your messages at 780-496-0063. The worst slash most inappropriate slash most offensive slash most useless slash most surprising in a bad way Christmas gift you've ever received. Kellen Kennedy was telling you about 20 years ago, he got Flames merchandise from his aunt who uh, didn't know a lot about sports or who Kellen really cheered for. We've been, uh, so somebody got uh, uh, a charcuterie board, three charcuterie boards over the yes. course of his life. Somebody got a beach towel that they didn't like. What was the last one? Uh, two cherries, chocolate oranges to a listener who is unfortunately diabetic. As diabetic as you are, that one wasn't a good one. What else do we have coming in? Uh, ah, Text in and it says, uh, My brother re gifted me a broken Toronto Maple Leafs coffee cup last Christmas. So I used the full roll of duct tape and re gifted it back to him this year. Oh, no, that's funny. We yeah, both hate the Leafs, and I do expect <laughs> I'll get it back next Christmas. That's actually pretty funny. <laughs> In, in different forms or different... Uh, yeah. yeah. That's pretty good. You know, I, put it put it in a box, in a box, in a box, and then next year you, you give it back in like four boxes, and then, yeah. Yeah. Uh, that, <laughs> that's that's a nice tradition. Odd. I like odd stuff like that, though. That's pretty good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Alex texts in and says he was given a Bay City Rollers 8-track tape once and used it as a pellet gun uh, target practice target. <laughs> I wonder what year that was. And why? And you got to tell me the story behind some of these if you know them, guys. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> did, like, was it when eight tracks were still being listened to? Or because why would you give? I mean, that'd be like me giving somebody a VHS tape right now. Though, now if someone collected VHS, then that's different. That's a great gift. If it's yeah. just like, oh, I got to get uh, Morley Scott a gift. Hey, Morley, here's a VHS tape of Trial and Error starring. Uh, Michael Richards and Charlize Theron. Oh Wasn't wow! Jeff Daniels in that too. I think so. Yeah, that's that's. A, I, that's I don't a, know that's why because I, I, I honestly think I have that on VHS. <laughs> that's why that came to mind. Trial and error movie. I'm googling it now. Uh, 1997. Jeff Daniels. Mm-hmm. Rip Torn. Oh wow! Michael Richards, Charlize Theron among the cast. Anything with Rip Torn and it just screams comedy and. 
comedy quality, right? So yes, trial and error, nineteen ninety-seven. Got an unknown text in. This is a good one, though. It says, "Our kids got us plane tickets to come back and see them after they insisted we move out of town." LOL. Feel the love. <laughs> wow, that's some. There's some family that's baggage. There's some family baggage there. I don't know if we want to touch that one. <laughs> they so the kids are like, go away. Well, they just want you at a certain times. So mm-hmm. Christmas is fine. And, and Robbie's given us some uh, clarification on this. He was the person who texted in the, uh, the, the that his sister got him a beach towel that was a backgammon game. Yes, I want to yes. find out more okay. about this. Okay, so, good. It, it came with everything to play backgammon with it. Okay. Uh, and he just goes on to say, LOL, yes. So, yeah, so it had pieces and everything to, to play backgammon with it. So Yeah, that is... A novelty gift, if I've ever heard one. Oh, totally. Here's a beach towel on which you could play backgammon, which to me means you couldn't lie on the towel at the same time. As I'm, I'm picturing a towel that I'm, I'm picturing that the entire towel is a backgammon board. So you're all, in backgammon. You're always moving the pieces around. That's what I'm picturing. Right. Either way, that's that that is that is a real novelty. And and again, unless you're some kind of backgammon ex not expert, but like that's your passion. That's all you do in your spare time is play backgammon and you always need a backgammon board handy even when you're at the beach. Mm-hmm. Then that might be useful. Otherwise I'm like, wow, your sister was really reaching to get you something. Mm-hmm. Uh, YEG Rick texts in and says, Reed, I'm guilty of being the guy that gave the WTF gift. I suck at buying gifts for people. I'm the here's $20, marry everything guy. One year, not that long ago, I thought I was a genius for putting a Dyson vacuum cleaner under the tree and an electric toothbrush in my wife's stocking. To her credit, she put on a brave happy face. Still waiting for the happy wife manual that I asked Santa for. <laughs> well... Interesting. Yeah, I, I, getting your wife a vacuum cleaner, I could see how that might not be uh, overly. That would less, you know, everybody need the the household needed a vacuum, and maybe it was purchased together, and we'll open it on Christmas Day. Yeah, uh, the toothbrush could have been worse. I mean, it sends a bit of a message. Just a whole bunch of mouthwash and mints might have been a little more. Anyway. <laughs> Yeah, for sure. Uh, all right. Uh, we've got... Well, people like this one. This eh? is a great topic. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Fun. All right. We got we got uh, one from David that's texted in and says, Hi, guys. My most useless gift was given to me one year by my sister. It was a beer can chicken setup. Beer can chicken. I have no idea what well, that isn't is. Isn't there a beer can chicken that you do on a rotisserie on your barbecue? Am I th- is, is that what I'm th- am I'm, I thinking of the right I'm thing? I'm Googling it right now just to see what isn't it there, exactly uh, is. Isn't there um, – I could be totally off here. I'm just trying to – hey, I'm hosted on the fly, everybody. I don't know what weird stuff you're going to send me. If, but isn't – can't you put like a whole chicken on a rotisserie on a barbecue with a beer can inside and somehow that – Mm. Moisturizes yeah. the chicken. I'm looking at one right now <laughs> off of the uh, off that's, of, uh, off I think of a that's website. What chefs call it. Let's moisturize the meat before we cook it. And this beer can chicken is incredibly delicious. Uh, I don't want that. There we go. Uh, it's incredibly just delicious, ju- juicy, and moist. This chicken is perfectly seasoned with herbs and spices and baked to crispy perfection. The steam from the beer creates an unbelievably moist chicken. You'll that's love what, it from the very first they bite. Do. So it is a moisturizer. Okay. It is. But uh, our texture didn't want that or like that. It sounds delicious, honestly. Yeah. Well, maybe he didn't have a barbecue or didn't know how to prepare it. I don't know. <laughs> or just thought it was dumb. Like, something like... 
I might get a gift that I think is beautiful and somebody else might think is dumb and vice versa. So if he thought it was dumb, that's that's why we're taking these messages. There we go. And one more quick one here for you, Reed. An unknown text that uh, sent us in. Uh, a free charity calendar that was mailed out nationwide, including my house. So somebody didn't want their copy and mailed it to this texter and Merry Christmas. Okay. Or, or maybe the charity mailed it out to some... Because, yeah, didn't we... Didn't they used to... I feel like there used to be more calendars around that that organizations, charity or otherwise, would send everybody, oh, here's a calendar, you know, like, okay, so here's my lawyer, my car dealer, or my, my mechanic, oh, everybody gets a Christmas Realtors still do it to this day, I yeah, think, yeah. a little yeah. calendar in the mail, and now, uh, we, I mean, we don't even use desk calendars as much here at 630 Chat. Okay, well, that was both heartwarming and heartbreaking. There are some good ones in there. <laughs> to get those messages, we will uh, talk about uh, McDavid with Kelly Rudy when we get back. This is Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on Edmonton Sports Leader, 630 Chad. All right, thanks a lot for tuning in tonight. He joins us every week on the show, presented by Sentinel Storage. Shop Canadian, store Canadian. Head to sentinelstorage.ca. Former NHL goaltender, now broadcaster with the NHL on Rogers. It is Kelly Rudy. Kelly, how are you doing? I'm doing really well. Reading yourself? I'm doing very well, and oil country is doing well with the Oilers. <laughs> Flying yeah. high, I guess. <laughs> I mean, uh, back-to-back five-point games. One a bit of an unusual suspect with Fogel doing it, and then McDavid comes out. I, and I thought McDavid was just uh, deadly last night against the Flyers, Kelly. There was no stopping him. And uh, just listening to the broadcast and hearing the excitement in Jack Michael's voice and just uh, uh, Louie doing such a great job. But just just watching McDavid and some of those passes and just some of the stuff that he was doing, it was back to where for years we said, nobody can do any of this stuff. And that's where he is again. Now, uh, after such a slow start with the injury um, and that he tried to battle through uh, courageously, but what he's doing right now is just uh, other world type stuff. I want to ask you a couple of things about the, the top players in the game that, you now watch and talk about, and obviously you had teammates and played against many exceptional players as well. Rob made the point last night that earlier in the season, it was the fourth game of the season, the Oilers went to Philadelphia and they kind of stunk, and McDavid yeah. didn't get a point. Yeah. Do you think, like Rob said, some guys won't remember their stats, but he's always found those top guys, they remember, oh yeah, they, okay, they shut me down last time. Let, let's see if you can do that again, boys. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, there's no question about it, that uh, when you have uh, guys that are at that level, everything is important to them, and they remember everything. And maybe they don't want to share that with other people, but they certainly know personally uh, what the, the game means to them, and, and they, they certainly want to make a point that, okay, you had me that night, but that's not going to happen again. And so uh, you love it. You, you admire their pride and, and the way in which they uh, attack a game, and they, they definitely want to leave a mark in every game you can't, but uh, you know if you shut them down at some point, then they're going to uh, come back. I'll tell you a different story and one that maybe I haven't shared with you before, but it's it's related to the same thing. 
So one of the first years that Arthur's Urbe played in San Jose, and by the way, he was a remarkable goalie. Didn't get the credit that he deserved for about, I don't know, I, I could be off here, but four or five years in San Jose, he was really the franchise player. So we went into the Cow Palace and and we kicked them. It was, I want to say, Reed, it was 12 to three or 12 to four. And it was an embarrassing game for Urbe. Ever since that pounding we gave him, he never played one bad game against the LA Kings again. Not one, not one bad period, not one bad game. He was he was incredible every single game after that, and I always admired that. And as you can tell, many years later, I still remember that. Yeah, I I like that. And I, what do you want to be known as? The guy who could never beat LA, or the guy that always right. beat LA? And that one game was a a one off. Yep. I like how I like how you. Yep. But that, and I, I, I love, as you know, I love where players find motivation, right? Where's it going to yep. come from? Well, and a lot of motivation is from uh, fear or embarrassment, right? And so uh, fear can be, it can take many forms, but fear of being uh, embarrassed or fear of uh, not playing well or all sorts of different things that scare you into reality. And, you know, that's one of the things I've always thought about to don't ever watch a goalie in warm-up and think that you know if he's going to have a good or bad game. Because many of the games that I had my worst warm-ups, I had my best games because it scared me silly. And so between warm-up and the start of the game, I'm grinding away now going, oh my gosh, am I horrible? I can't go into the game feeling like this. And so, you know, you, you find some uh, some energy somewhere and, and you, it's amazing how you can draw it out of yourself. So I, I'm wondering, and when you played, you were with a lot of those great players who were on the Islanders teams. Granted, maybe yeah. some of them were later in their careers, but still pretty good. You were lucky enough to have Wayne Gretzky as a teammate. Yeah. And now you have the current Oilers playing with McDavid. I mean, Nugent Hopkins said after last night's games, like, well, you know, I've been seeing this for 600 games. And it's still <laughs> right. pretty amazing. Like when you were teammates with some of those guys, even during a game, did you ever have a a second to take a moment and and be like, my God, like I can't believe this guy's on my team? Or is there not? Do you, do you, are you not able to slow down and recognize that when it's happening? You know what I mean? No, I think we all do. I think we all recognize uh, special players and special talents and special individual plays in a game, and so. Uh, what, it, what happens though, it doesn't surprise you anymore. So when I first started playing with Gretzky, uh, at first I was kind of surprised by some of the things that he could do, even though I'd been in the league for almost six years. And then after that, the surprise goes away, but not the admiration for what they can do. And so that, and that's the same as Dennis Potvin and Mike Bossy and Brian Trottier and Billy Smith and, and all the other great players that I played with in New York and, uh, you know, so those guys, they do certain things. And it would be funny because sometimes if we're at a home game, my wife and I get in the car and she'd say, something, do you believe that play Wayne made in the second period? And we'd have a little chuckle over it just because it's, it's uh, unbelievable how everybody takes notice. I've got another story. I guess I'm in a storytelling mood here, Reed. So the, the year that Pittsburgh and Nashville, they were in the finals. So my lovely wife, Donna, came to Pittsburgh and to Nashville for the, I want to say, the first four games of the series. And uh, so 
We're in Pittsburgh. We have a suite where we're shooting all our Hockey Night in Canada stuff. And there's some em- empty chairs. And so Donna's sitting there the whole night. And at some point in the pe- uh, third period, I think she goes, you know, Crosby is the only player on this sheet of ice that doesn't need a number on his back or a name. He stands out so much more than everybody else. And I had never thought of that before because, you know, it's just normal, right? And and she was right. Crosby was so good at that point that you you didn't need to see a number on his back because you knew who it was. Who it was. I, I love that. That's an awesome way to, to put it. And I think you could certainly tell that with McDavid. Did, was there yeah. ever – because another thing Rob points out is – you know, Connor and Leon get a lot of points. They score a lot of yep. goals. But Rob has said you can tell when they know, A, sometimes it's a big goal in a game, overtime or whatever. But he also oh, says yeah. you can tell when they know they did something pretty cool because there might be that extra little celebration. You know, that goal McDavid got against yes. the Rangers a few years ago. I think the first couple of times he banked yep. one in off the goalie's back. What, did you yep. find that or do you find that? Oh yeah, for sure. Uh, everybody recognizes when it's a special play, and you're actually you mentioned uh, you were mentioned on the Oilers broadcast last night. I want to say by Jack Michaels because they were talking about that really sharp angle goal that Drysital scored two nights or two games ago. And uh, you had reminded them that uh, he did it at a more oblique angle. Um, or maybe it was Gene Principe, yes, against Ottawa. Yep. And so uh, you were mentioned in the broadcast last night. I thought you'd like to know that because I know that you most likely had no idea. No, I didn't. I'm, I, I miss all the TV intermissions because yes, <laughs> I'm exactly. doing radio intermissions. <laughs> so I did. D, Gene and I were talking about that earlier in the day, and he said, wasn't there that, that one goal? And I said, yes, yeah. Ottawa pandemic yes. season empty building feet behind the yeah. goal line like still no yes. idea how he how it went in and then i right, found exactly. the YouTube clip and sent it to him so i'm, I'm yep. glad they worked that in that's cool yes. okay kelly rudy joining us tonight i want to ask you something else a little self-indulgent here peter stastny mm-hmm. this is another thing rob and i often bring up so you know mcdavid does this this many points per game this many games to get to 900 points Mm-hmm. And usually those lists include Gretzky, Lemieux, yeah, and often Peter Stastny. <laughs> and I know it yes. was a higher scoring <laughs> era, but still, and I know his pace isn't quite what uh, Wayne and Mario did, but still he's always on these lists of, yes. of these great offensive uh, producers. Well, and it was funny, too, because Kevin Bieksa said that, uh, not on air, but uh, we were watching the games on Saturday, and he, and there was a stat also that uh, mentioned Peter Stastny, and, and I think it caught Kevin by surprise, and he asked me and Ron what I, you know, what I remember of Stastny, or Peter, because he had two other brothers that played in the National Hockey League as well, and uh, so I went on this little rant about how great he was, and that we... Well, we saw a, an incredible Peter Stastny, but we maybe missed Reed about four or five years of maybe an even better Stastny because he didn't defect until 1980, I want to say, was his first year, 80, 81. Mm-hmm. And so I want to say he came over and he was the 23 or 24-year-old player. So there was probably five years in there, Reed, that – four or five you can argue that he would have had a hundred points a year because that's what he was doing when he first came over so he could have had four or five hundred more points 
uh, in the end of his National Hockey League career. And I think he, I did look this up. He's at this point, he's uh, the 42nd highest uh, all-time scorer. So if you add on four or 500 more, more points, he's way up there. But he was a phenomenal player. And I was fortunate enough to play against Peter for, I want to say, about 12 years, something like that. And, uh, and his brother Anton came across at the same time. Uh, they both defected from Czechoslovakia at the time, and uh, Anton was almost a point-a-game player. He was a younger brother, and then they had an older brother, Marion, that ended up coming over, and he only played five or six years, but he was almost a point-a-game player. So uh, that's a, a real important part of our history in the National Hockey League because those were players that started, I, I, I don't know about, started because there were other players that had defected before but that was the the real big players at that time yeah I, i'm glad to talk about him i mean it was on quebec i mean they had some good teams i know they had i think they went sure to the did. conference final uh one year i you know I, they upset the canadians i think in 84 or 85 so they did have some good teams but i still yep. feel like he doesn't get talked about as much so that that's pretty cool uh, yeah very cool all right and uh yeah well kelly this was great Happy New Year, of course, and uh, a lot to talk about. The, the Oilers are winning. The Flames have come up uh, with some big wins yep. here on the road. Yep. So uh, we'll see how it goes here for these two Alberta clubs. Okay, Reed, we will. Uh, yeah, Happy New Year to you and all your listeners, and we will chat next week.